good evening and welcome to Meet the Artist Interviews. I'm your host, Charles Chip McNeil, and I'm the Director of Education for the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. I'm very pleased to be here on this Friday evening, May 3rd, 2013, for the opening of a landmark full-length production of Cinderella. We are recording here from the San Francisco War Memorial Opera House, and I want to welcome all of you this evening. The Meet the Artist interviews and the Points of View lectures are both produced by the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education, and you can learn more about San Francisco Ballet. You can hear podcasts, read blogs, see interviews with dancers, and learn more about many of the behind-the-scenes elements by going to our website at sfballet.org. Tonight's guest is an artist who has come up through the ranks. He first joined the company in 2000. He was promoted to soloist in 2003, and finally became a principal dancer in 2006. Ruben was born in Rius, Spain, and trained at the Escuela Municipal de Danza and the famed Estudio de Danza de Maria de Avila in Spain. He danced with the English National Ballet prior to joining San Francisco Ballet, and his many lead roles include Prince Siegfried in Thomason's Swan Lake, Albrecht and Hilarion in Thomason's Giselle, Espada in Thomason and Pasakov production of Don Quixote, Nutcracker Prince and the Snow King in the Nutcracker, and many, many other roles uh, in San Francisco ballet productions, and he's frequently seen as a guest artist around the world. Please welcome San Francisco Ballet principal dancer Ruben Martin Sintas. He is, he is impressed with my Spanish already. Yes. All right, Ruben, uh, as we come to the end of the season, how, how are you doing? And, and tell me about this production. Is it, does it feel like you've been running a gauntlet or is it more like many short races? Or how has this whole season sort of been for you? Is it one long, one long race? Ah. It's uh, everything and nothing at the same time. Uh, it's, uh, as you know, our season is very condensed. We have these amazing eight programs to put on in a period of uh, three or four months. So we only have two weeks in between each program in which we have to prepare and get ready for the next race. So um, I think as, as artists, and having been in the company for a few years now, I see every chunk of, um, you know, repertoire mm -hmm. as a new race that you approach the moment that you start rehearsing it. So I think seeing the, the end of the run at the beginning of the, uh, of the season would be uh, way too overwhelming. Right. <laughs> so I think it's, uh, it's good to take it little by little and just approach it as it comes and take it day by day. So That's very good insight. I, w I would wonder about that. I was wondering if people anticipate certain roles or certain productions or certain uh, works by certain choreographers that may be especially challenging, or do you really stay in the moment? It sounds like you really need to stay in the moment. Mostly, yes. There is roles and there is parts that you want to prepare in advance because they're more challenging, they're uh, longer material, you have more to learn, it's the first time that you've, uh, you've done them. So you kind of have to really judge um, on how you feel and how you approach a role to kind of guide yourself how much time you need to prepare it. Um, ballets like like these ones, for example, for the Prince, um, it's a three-act ballet, so it's a lot of material. 
you have to mentally prepare, know the story, know how your character is going to develop. And so that takes a little bit longer than the average uh, one-act ballet, which is mostly um, abstract work unless there is a story behind. And you kind of just work on the, on the technique and the style of the, of the movements. So, yeah, it just depends on what you have. Um, this season has been quite full for me. And uh, in, in my case, I feel like I've been able to, um, to be more comfortable taking it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. I, I'm really bad at planning ahead in the future. And I know that when I plan something, the moment that, you know, that you're planning, all of a sudden just doesn't exist because <laughs> something else has, has come your way. So yeah. um, I try to see it um, with that approach. And I think it, it helps me stay calm and uh, you know, mm -hmm. be more focused. Well, you've touched on several things in, in your response, and, and one of them had to do with the fact that it's a story ballet with a narrative and with characters that are developed uh, over time. Mm -hmm. And I, I, like, I guess I ask this question frequently, and that is, do you find that most of your character development and the, the uh, theatrical work that you have to do to develop and manifest that character happens in rehearsal, or do you do your own research and work off stage? Do you look at the story or think about it or somehow do some investigation? I think the time on, the time on rehearsal is very important to develop a, a, a char the character of a role, mm -hmm. but I think it's also crucial for, for, a, for a dancer and to portray the different layers of the character to be able to uh, go outside the box and, and research on their own. Uh, to really find the little nuances that are going to bring the, uh, the spark of the role. You know, the, the some, that's something special that only you are going to be able to bring on the stage. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's obviously a personal choice. There is people that do it, there is people that don't. And uh, personally, I feel like I am very keen on uh, really going outside and doing as much research as I can in order to bring the most, the most uh, out of the role. To, uh, to you guys, so that's really kind of, it's very rewarding for me to finish a performance and to know that I've given everything I have in order to make the role the best, the best possible um, mm -hmm. for everybody, so. Right, well this, we're talking about Cinderella, of course, and tonight is opening night, and we'll get more into that, but yeah, for yeah. a moment, let's reflect back on just your roles this season. What, what's your highlight so far for you and your, your roles and your dancing? And, oh, wow. There's, yeah. There's been, uh, there's been many highlights. Um, uh, I've had uh, quite a few new roles this, uh, this season, so that's, that's been exciting. Okay. It's always exciting for a dancer to, uh, to get to do new stuff, new material uh, through the season. I've been here for a long time, so sometimes you repeat ballets and you do them, you know, a second or a third time around. So it's been nice that uh, I've uh, freshly taken onto uh, some new roles. For example, uh, I've done uh, the Golden Hour, just kind of like going gradually. Mm -hmm. The Golden then Golden Hour by Christopher Wilden, which has been um, really amazing to work on. Um, Valkany Parolis, uh, Ibsen's House. Mm -hmm. It's a, more of a story ballet in which you do have to really develop uh, a character to it. So that was fun, and that was a lot of outside research, a lot of movie watching, and a lot mm -hmm. of talking to um, to him and mm -hmm. and the people that helped him create the the characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I had a new role in Onyegin this year. Yeah, the what was, which one? Prince Gremen. Yeah, last year I did the role of Onyegin, so this year I felt like uh, bringing 
coming in with this new opportunity to work yeah. on something different was, uh, was also important. So it was, among others, like the role that I will have uh, in this production as well, not tonight, but tomorrow. Okay. Well, um, you know, you mentioned the fact that um, you uh, worked with Christopher Wielden in On Golden Hour. So my question is, when you've had that experience working with a choreographer, when you come to a new production, is that really helpful that you have had an experience previously and that you can you kind of know their style and the way they work? Or is this production like a completely different animal and it, it's just completely different than the other process? Um, he, yeah, it's the first time that he's done a full length for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's same and different at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, the approach that he takes coming into the studio and working with the material, I feel like is the same as he's always had. He's been working uh, with us for many, many years. I, I don't know exactly how many, but over 15 years at mm -hmm. least. And uh, I've been working with him in several of his pieces, so I know that um, working in this piece would be some of the same approach that he's, he's had in the past, but having to work with so many different characters and develop so many different characters, it, I think, minimizes a little bit the personal work that he usually has as a choreographer when he works with one or two casts. Now, he has five casts to work on wow. to, you know, to, uh, for the prince. And there are five casts for Cinderella, five complete casts of all the lead characters. Mm -hmm. Right. Not all the lead, but I think the principal couple. The yeah. principal couples. And not only that, but we've co-produced this uh, production with the Dutch National Ballet, too. So he has spent half the time working with us and half the time working with the Dutch National Ballet, so that also has put a little bit of a, you know, of a time, time crunch, uh, putting the, produ the production on stage. Uh, he's been very, very generous with everybody in, um, in sharing his, you know, his approach and his, um, his talent as a choreographer. It's, it's amazing to work with him. Great. If you're just joining us, I'm in conversation with San Francisco Ballet principal dancer Ruben Martin Sintas. And so you just mentioned the fact that it's a co-production with Dutch National Ballet. And we know that they, they had their production before ours. Did you look at tapes or video of their production? Or, or did you steer away from that? I, I saw some of the footage. You did? Um, I, not all of it, not the full run, but um, I got to see a little bit. So it's good to have an idea already if, if the production has been put on somewhere else to get a visual concept of what your role or what the piece in general, if your role is involved in, in, uh, throughout the, mm -hmm. the length of the piece. It's good to kind of uh, get yourself immersed in that mm -hmm. to, um, to get a, a general idea and to also bring in your own approach into it. So I, I did see, I did mm -hmm. see, and of course I loved it, as you're going to love uh, the production tonight. Now that's not always possible with new productions, right? Because uh, sometimes if this is the first time, you're uh, never going to see it. But that is quite helpful, I would suspect, yeah, because definitely. you know the choreographer has staged it and you can see what he's, exactly. what he's going for. He's always going to be doing uh, little changes here and there, but as a general uh, concept, you're really going to understand what your place in the production is going to be, is gonna be like. Well, well, actually, you just brought up another really interesting point, which is, as it moves from Dutch National Ballet with their skill set and their training background, how does the production change at San Francisco Ballet? Does it change much or not much at all? Um, I would think this production has a lot, 
Uh, it's in, new, in the neoclassical category, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's not completely classical. It has some twists here and there, and the movement also has a little bit more of uh, freedom. Uh, we've done, we've, we've done uh, Chris's uh, choreography for many, many years, so we, as a general, as a, as a company, understand his, uh, his style very well. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know how much the Dutch National Ballet work in, uh, in the past with, with Christopher Wildon, but I'm sure that now that they've been working with him a little bit more, and also just having people from our, our company go there and, and also be part of the process has helped them understand that kind of uh, fluidity that yeah. he's, he's, always, um, he's always asking for in, in the dance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just his, his style is, is very particular and, and, mm -hmm. and we know it really well. So I think it's gonna be, as a general, you know, the ballet is gonna be tall and it's gonna be seen as a, as a story, that mm -hmm. telling a story, but you know, the style might be slightly, slightly more, uh, slightly, slightly different, I would say. And so, what role do you play in this production? I play the, uh, the father of Cinderella. So, yeah, it's a role that is, it goes through the whole, uh, the whole process of the ballet from beginning to end, and uh, he's actually brought in a very interesting element of uh, the childhood of some of the characters, which give you a little bit more of mm -hmm. their background and uh, allow you to feel a little bit more emotional attachment to them throughout the process of the story. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's actually something that uh, he's really brought into this production very nicely. So did you have any conversation or dialogue with your counterpart at Dutch National Ballet? I actually didn't, no. You didn't? I didn't. Okay. Yeah. No, you didn't go that far. I didn't go that far. Okay. I, so, saw, I saw him on video though. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So, well, we know that this Cinderella is not the usual way the story can be, that we think of it as being told. There's no fairy godmother, there's no coach that, you know, that a pumpkin turning into a coach, there's no, uh, there's no clock striking midnight, creating the bewitching hour. But how would you describe the mood, the feeling of this production, just from your point of view? It's a, it's a, it's a, it has, a little, it has a, a, a little twist to it, not just in the general concept, but also the little, little nuances within it. And I think, I don't want to spoil anything. Right. Um, don't tell them any of the secrets or surprises. No, of course not. Because then we'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Legally, yeah. yes. Yes. Um, so, um, it uh, has a has few little twists. It, this, the story is understood just the same as if you would see all of those traditional uh, aspects of the production. But, you know, I think it's just interesting to have a little, a little different um, take and a little different angle of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's always nice, it's always refreshing to bring right. in, and they work really, really, really well. Right. So. And it's not all dark, right? There's some humor of course. in this story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the, a funny story I can tell you about that is Oh, that tell us a story. <laughs> well, if you, you can know, tell it and not get in trouble with anybody, go ahead. No, 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 it's just a, 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 little, a little anecdote. Um, there is, of course, you know, there is the stepmother and the, the ugly stepsisters, which in this production, I don't think they're very ugly, but um, <laughs> maybe they dance ugly, yeah. Um, but he, when he actually uh, rehearsed those parts, he is so into them that he, I would say that those are the parts that he kind of um, developed more in detail 
and every specific count has an act and an action for each one of them, and he's just defined each one of them so, so nicely. So it was just hilarious to see him on, on the studio just <laughs> trying to play each one of the three roles, which he played completely different, and it was just amazing to see. Wow, so he, he would take time and, and do each part yeah, with so a different Yeah, so the rehearsal would run, uh -huh. he would correct a part, and he would act it, and everybody would be hysterically laughing on studio. <laughs> Sit down, continue the rehearsal, take on a different part, wow. and act it just, <laughs> just right. as amazingly. And so the third part, too. So. So you know, that reminds me of like a conductor who really needs to know what every instrument is doing and, and essentially the melody or the line that they have. He, as a choreographer, has to have the same kind of insight, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. he does. Wow, so that must he be does. funny to, to see him and do the I, I just I just admire that yeah. so much because, I mean, it's only three, three little parts within a whole ballet, but this ballet has so many parts. Yeah. And to choreograph everything and to really find the... You know the the character development of each one of the of the characters is is just um, good mind blowing. Well, I want to give the audience a chance to ask questions, but before I do that, I have one big question because I always like to take a moment uh -oh. and educate the audience and help us all grow and learn as we know learn about ballet and and how this whole art form. Um, uh, manifests and evolves. So here's my big question for you. Once you portray, well, there are two parts to this question. So once you portray a character in a ballet like this, well, you kind of always answer this question, but that's okay, I'll ask it anyway. So once you portray <laughs> a, a character in a ballet like this, will you most often portray the same character in the, the next time the production comes around, or will you switch to other parts? That's, that's an interesting yeah. question. Yeah. I kind of answered it before, but right. not really. Okay. Here it goes. Uh, <laughs> you try to, I mean, there's different approaches. There is, there, is the, there, is, there is the dancer that goes on stage and does the solid same performance every show, right? And it's solid, no question about that. And there is the dancer that goes into one show and is like, okay, I've been working on this for you know, weeks, days, months, whatever. You go on stage and you say, okay, well, let's see what happens today, right? Just keep yourself open. And it's amazing what will run through your head at that point, and just things that you wouldn't expect would come up, just happen. Wow. And you, you just, you know, you're completely open to it, you let it run through, right. and it's a different performance every day. Mm. And of course, intentionally, Personally, I like to take a different approach for every time that the ballet comes around. Right, right. So like, for example, working on Giselle um, as the Prince Albrecht, you as the Count Albrecht, you Duke Albrecht. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while. <laughs> so you would, you would take an approach. There is many different approaches that, you know, throughout history that have right. been taken on this role. But one, one time around, we'll do, you will do the nice Albrecht, that really falls in love with Giselle. And then the next time around, you will be, <laughs> I'm just gonna play with you. Oh. And okay. then you realize, oh my God, she's dead. Right. She was the one. No. So yeah, so it, it depends. There is people that really like to have that solid approach for every show. Right. And that, you know, that's very respectable. I like to vary a little bit. So here's the second part of All the right. big question. And that is, once you learn a role, how long do you remember it? Like, without having to review it in rehearsal. Like, how long does it stay with you? 
if it's from one season to the next, would you pretty much remember if you played the same role, all the steps? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it depends how much you've worked on it. Mm -hmm. uh, but something like like this, which is brand new, and we've really had time to uh, to work on it a lot, will stay with you for for a while. Um, and if the ballet has been brought the, or is is been uh, is been uh, redone the next year, then. Of course, you want to keep it fresh, so uh, next time around, um, it's a little bit easier to, yeah. to, get, uh, to get through it in many different levels. But I don't know, there's people that, uh, as soon as they're done with their ballet shoes, they go and, you know, they burn them, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are in conversation with principal dancer Ruben Martin Cintas, and now it's a chance for you to ask a question or two. Yes. That's a really good question, actually. The question was, especially for when you have uh, uh, developed characters in a, in, a, in a story ballet like this, how do you reconcile the research and the, that you've done with what the character is about with what the choreographer does? How do you collaborate? Do you go back? Do you have a discussion about that? Does he or she see what you're doing and, and it just comes up sort of organically? But how do you collaborate with, with the choreographer based on your own research? Um, well, you're, you always take the, uh, the choreographer's intention in which he's, he's thinking of the role, so you can portray it one way or another. Through rehearsal, you will experiment with it, and um, the choreographer being in the witness position will be able to just fine-tune little aspects of the, of the characterization of the role. So if you've done something that he likes, he'll be like, oh, that's great, you know, keep it. Or if, you, if he doesn't like it in some cases, he'll be like, well, maybe that doesn't really fit for that moment, or you can bring it in for a different moment. But I think choreographers are very, very open to, um, to the artists to bring in their own, um, their own interpretation and their own uh, kind of sauce to it. So, mm -hmm. listen. You know, you just said something very interesting. And I'd never heard anybody say it that way before. You said the choreographer, as they are watching rehearsals, is in the witness position. And that's a very, really keen sort of concept because you as the dancer might think something is working and you might think, oh, I'm really, I've got this character and this is working, but the, but the person watching you can say, no, it doesn't read, mm -hmm. it doesn't come across. And sometimes very it's the important. opposite. You feel like you're, you're, you've, been, you've had a disastrous rehearsal and you're, you know, you've done the worst thing in your life. Yeah. And he'll be like, or she, mm -hmm. that was amazing. <laughs> Can't you do that again? <laughs> no, so it, 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 it works both ways, you know, and right. uh, it, I think it's very important to respect that uh, witness position that the choreographer in this case uh, takes. Right. on that approach. We're going to go to another question, but I just want to make one more comment, and that is uh, people always ask about the collaborative nature of choreographer and, and artist, and certainly every choreographer and dance maker have their own sort of philosophy, but how much freedom they give the dancer, how much input they have into the choreography, and it just varies very much, I would suspect, from, mm -hmm. from piece to piece and from choreographer to choreographer. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Some, some people really like to go in the studio with an open mind, mm -hmm. having as an idea of, of what they want to do, but let the dancer kind of move freely in order to, uh, to make a decision, or people will have already like a very set and specific uh, material that they want to uh, choreograph, and the dancer is just a blank canvas yeah. in which the choreographer just paints. Yeah. It's a fascinating process. So, uh, yes, gentlemen here. That's a lot of questions. Okay, so the question is, so our season's coming to an end. How do you, um, um, what, hap what do you do in between seasons? How do you stay in shape? Do you travel? Do you train? Do you perform? And there was another part to the question. And how does your practice schedule change? If at all. Okay, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> question number one. Um, yes, we have a break now after we finish with Cinderella. We have a, a little layoff of six weeks in which we will heal our joints and some of, some of uh, the dancers will go on and do uh, performances elsewhere, guesting performances. Um, our schedule during the non-performant non months will vary in the timing that, that we'll rehearse. We'll go in the morning and we'll have a straight uh, day of rehearsal from uh, 11, 11.30 to 6.30, and then that will be it for the day. When we're performing, of course, we have to uh, warm up in the morning with class, have a few rehearsals, and then you know our our hours will will elongate because of the performance. So, so if you're performing, you will be uh, having a slightly longer longer day. Not necessarily working more, but more stretched out throughout the day. I don't know if there was anything else that you thought of. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take your question way back there. You, mm -hmm. you're. Aha, that's the question. <laughs> yes. What did Is, you say? Did you say the Spanish dancers, their names have been listed in the long form? Right, oh, I, will, I, I will explain yes. this. I will ex there is a story behind it. Yes. I was, because my name is Ruben Martin Cintas Complete, and I actually have a second name, which I'm not going to say. Um, but um, we, <laughs> later. Personally, um, <laughs> so the reason why is because in Spain we acquire the last name, the first last name of the father first, and the first last name of the mother second. So you will honor both the, the father and the mother in your in your last name. Versus here, I think you only take one one last name, the, the father's uh, first last name. So that's how I was. That's how I was known in the programs for, for many years because, because I just adapted to the, um, to, the, to the system. But one summer I came back home to Spain and my mom was like, yeah. why is my last name not in the program? 
And I said, Mom, that's the way it works over there. And she's like, I don't like it. <laughs> so I said, okay, Mom, don't worry. You know, I'm going to honor your last name. And I just added up um, on, onto, onto, uh, onto my, my last name. That, that explains so much. We're, we're going to have to keep moving on because our time is short and you have an exciting, amazing evening ahead of you. Ruben, I want to make sure that this audience knows because it's the kind of show that you're going to see more than once and certainly from... Uh, so when are you performing? Uh, tomorrow, both shows. Tomorrow on Saturday matinee and Saturday evening. And you can also be seen, I think, on Tuesday evening. That's correct. As well as on Wednesday. And on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Yes. So, for Please those come. of you who are seeing this production more than once, you'll get to see Ruben Martin, Ruben Martin Sintas. Very good. More than once. Well, I want to just say thank you all for being here, and thank you to Ruben. Enjoy the show. And, thank uh, you so much. I'll Enjoy see the you show. next season.